0: The message you're about to listen to is produced by Sierra Isle Media.
1: I had um, a great encounter two days ago that um, broadened my perspective because in life... Your revelation governs your expectation. Secondly, your revelation determines your reaction. See? When you get into the Word of God for yourself, it does a lot of good for you. See? I told you some time ago that there is a difference between information and revelation. Information is borrowed. Information is the transference of knowledge. Information doesn't change anybody. It doesn't. See? And it's so important that as a people, we understand that the key to our transformation is not information, but revelation. Revelation is the impartation of truth. Revelation is insight into spiritual reality. There is a way God thinks. God doesn't think like you. You see that? He doesn't think like you. And the way God Handles. No, let me give you an instance. They were on the sea of Galilee. And Galilee, according to some scholars, is used to having some kind of storms around nighttime or thereabout. And this Jesus knowing there's going to be a storm tells them to go to the other side he knew there was a storm because he was also aware that your faith can overcome any challenge god treats you like you succeeded And that's why sometimes you wonder, can't you see what I'm going through? Because God is not seeing what you're going through. He sees how you're going to end up. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Are you all there? All right. Let's look at some revelations from the scriptures about how to take your business to the next level. I've always said success comes in levels, excellence comes in quotients, and we arrive in stages. Success comes in levels, excellence comes in quotients, and we arrive in stages, which means that success is a journey. See? See? The Bible says success is the progressive realization of goals and targets that are in line with your God-given destiny. So in the journey of success, there are milestones. These milestones are set. And one of the milestones that I said, they are goals. They are targets. So one of the very important keys to experiencing consistent, unbroken success is goal setting. And I'm going to deal with it possibly today. Because for the most part, the average individual has no goal for the day. Hallelujah. Has no goal for the month. Has no goal for the year. See, they take life as it comes. But when you begin to understand what the Word of God says, it's that every individual is an architect of his own fortune. It changes your life. Hallelujah. Are you all there? The Bible speaks of Isaac. That he sold in that land. In Genesis 26 verse 12. And received, and he sent me a hundredfold. And the Lord, the Lord blessed him. The Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great. And went forward and grew until it became very great. And that means greatness is in levels. See, because at one level, let's say you sell clothes in Yinegore. At one level, you are a success because you're making profit. Then, you get to another level where in Yenogwa, you are selling more than anyone else. So, you're the big shot in Yenogwa. Then, you go beyond that, you are now the big shot in Niger Delta. Then, you go beyond that, you are now the big shot in the southern part of Nigeria. Then, you go beyond that and you are the biggest uh, fashion person in Nigeria. But it's in another level. There's Africa. First of all, there's West Africa. Then there's Africa. Then there's developing nations. Then there's the world. See? God never intended for you to dream small, especially those of you in business. You have a very privileged place in God's plan. A man may be a minister. And have a small church and still shake the world. But for you a businessman, God wants you to be big. Because there are certain things this world respects. This world respects money. Are you aware of that? If a poor man comes in here and um, you look at him. But if a rich guy comes in here and you know he's a billionaire in dollars, your attitude changes. But before you knew, you would treat him in a different way. Come on now. But when you get to know the facts, someone just walks in now and just say. and he walks in. Then they see him next Sunday. And as he's coming in, there are two bodyguards in front, two bodyguards behind. People are running all over. Say, the same motions will be like. They ask the pastors, "Where do we keep him?" You will succeed. You will break forth on every side. You'll be influential. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, say Amen. He says the man grew, was great. Then he went forward and grew. So we grow in greatness until he became very great. Are you following me? All right. Jesus said, I'm coming to might have life and having how more abundantly. We looked at setting success, uh, next level strategies, number one, expand your vision. Number two, enlarge your thinking. We taught you how to broaden your thinking, you can get the message. Number three, we spoke about increasing your wisdom, can you remember? And number four, increase your knowledge and your expertise on your job. Increase your knowledge and your expertise on your job. Now, I told you some time ago that in the journey of success, there is no static point. If you are on this kind of trajectory, you're growing, and you plateau. You're coming down. Let me give you an instance. There was a time in this country, if you had a school certificate, primary six, you were the chief of your village. You were very enlightened. But after a while, people started going to school and there were more people who had school sat Then others went to the university. And now the one that had a school sat, at the point was a great success, but now it's a failure compared to the one with the, with the B.S.C. You see that now? After a while, your B.S.C. will be useless. In fact, I told you your B.S.C., has a six-month lifespan. Because by the time you're trying to settle down, another group has come out. That's why jobs are difficult to get. See, jobs are not difficult to get because there are no jobs. Jobs are difficult to get because many people are at the same level. Why do people not find clubs? Is it that people don't buy players? Because they're not good enough to be bought. As Cristiano Ronaldo is now, he say, I want another club. He'll say, I buy you. You see, because of the fact that he's the only footballer, he is good. So you must increase your knowledge and your expertise on your job. I told you the other time, I studied sports. And I shared what i want to share with you, but I think it also bears repetition. That Cristiano Ronaldo, when he was in Man U, that the coach, Sir Alex Ferguson, Ferguson will ask them, they, they, they said they used to pull him out of the training pitch. He wanted to practice and get better. He wanted to walk more. But we want to walk less. We want to do less in ministry. We want to pray less and study less and be great. It's not possible. People keep on talking and we don't know what's wrong with this younger generation. The older generation are faster. They walked harder. They still walk harder. They told me that um, a great man of God came to Port Hackard, that the receptionist at the lobby, hotel staff were telling the testimony. And um, he's in Lagos. And um, he came to the hotel. as a Yoruba pastor. And um, he came to the hotel and greeted the receptionists. And they fell under the power. And. He stayed there for the program and left. When he left, the receptionists and all those people who walk in the hotel were going to the room to pray. And they said, men of God have been coming. They were calling names, said, but this man came. And what had never happened before, happened. They said, maybe he was fasting. I believe he was, because that man fasts. That's what I'm talking about. Others have been coming and they don't come, they don't go. Somebody leaves this hotel, people are going inside the room to go and pray. God, meet me here. The God of so-and-so visit me here. Increase your knowledge and your expertise on your job. Because your current level of results reflects your current level of knowledge or expertise. Period. A tree is known by its fruit. So, you don't say, uh, I'm, no, 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 no. Let's, let's have it. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 10. Give it to me, the NIV. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 10. It says, if the acts Is dull and is hedge enchantment. Most red is needed, but skill will bring what? Success. That's expertise. Increase your knowledge and your expertise on your job. Know your job more than anyone else. Do what you can to know it. Hallelujah. Are you all there? All right. Now, let's look at something here. Give me Ecclesiastes 10 verse 15. It says, the labor of the foolish wearies every one of them because he knoweth not how to go to the city. So, why am I not making progress Oh, it's very simple. It's very simple. My knowledge. See, I need to increase my expertise, my know-how. You are in business. How many books on business have you read? None. Then you'll be a petty trader. Because over 80% of the world's most successful people read every day. And you are in business. And you have no time that you invest consistently in reading. I told you last Sunday that the key to your success is K-E-Y, keep educating yourself. Can you remember? Okay. So, I want to encourage you to, to take this thing seriously, to read Because you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Number five, plan your work and walk your plan. Plan your work and walk your plan. Someone has said to fail to plan is to plan to fail. To fail to plan is to plan to fail. Planning is one of the most important preparatory keys to success. Planning is one of the most important preparatory keys to success. Because successful people are planners. Do you plan your year? Do you plan your month? Do you plan your day? See, it is so important that you you know this. See, the reason many ventures fail is poor planning. Poor planning. For instance, if I ask you, How many of you knew what you are going to wear today? Most likely most of you did not know it. It was this morning you woke up, you checked your wardrobe to try to find out what you should wear. Some people ironed this morning. You see that? Some people had to look for their shoes this morning. Because one consistent thing about successful people is that they are organized. You cannot be organized without a plan. You hear what I said? One thing about successful people is that they are organized. And you cannot be organized without a plan. So many of us are playing with our lives by not planning. Psalm 90 verse 12, the Bible says, teach us to number our days. Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Teach us. If you find someone that's not doing well in business, sincerely speaking, all these things that I'm teaching you is lacking in their lives. Three may be lacking. Two may be lacking. You don't succeed because you know rich people. Mark Zuckerberg was in America. And I can remember one time, a Russian man, a Russian billionaire paid so much Russia, Russia to get 5% share in Facebook. So, drop all these things about there are no people to help me, there are no people. See, hear me. God will not invest in you if you're not a planner. Because if you're not a planner, you are technically a waster. It says, teach us to number our days that we might apply our hearts unto wisdom. So, one of the evidences of wisdom is planning. In Proverbs 24, verse 3, the living Bible. The Bible says in the living Bible, any enterprise is built by wise planning. Notice what the Bible says, the living Bible. Any enterprise is built by wise planning. So if you are not planning in what to do, you are technically destroying what to do. Destroying the future of those who work with you. Tell neighbor, plan. Even God Himself is a planner. If you study Genesis chapter 1, all of God's plans were there. In Genesis 1 1, there was light, there's a revelation. The first revelation of God is seen in the life of those people in Genesis. Then the second thing what happened? He separated the waters from above from the waters from beneath. Count about 2,000 years, the next thing you see is water, flood covering the earth. See, God is a planner, Is a technical planner. Count 4,000 years from Adam, Christ was born. And in the fourth day, he made the lights. He made two lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to do what? To rule the night. The sun is the greater light. Jesus is called the son of righteousness. Jesus said, night cometh when no man by walk. I must walk while it is day. So when Jesus was around, that was, that was day. Because he's the son of righteousness. Now we are in the night. And the moon rules at night. The moon is a reflection, reflects the light it gets from the sun. What are we? We are light because we receive this life. His life is the light of men. God is a planner. If you are not a planner, you are planning to fail. Forget prayer. See, every little thing, we want prayer. Anoint my head, rub my head, massage my head with oil. And now, blast me. Plan. A man of God was praying for church growth. Praying for church growth. God was not answering. He went to God. God said, You're not ready. So, what do you mean, Lord? God said, Are you preparing your wineskins? So, what do you mean? Are you training your leaders? Do you have better leaders now? He said, No, so I won't give you church growth. That means God is not denying us anything. We are not ready for it. He will only give you what you are ready for. He will not cast pearls before swine or give holy things to dogs. See, we need to wake up as the body of Christ. We are deceiving ourselves. One day go better. is the theology of fools. Because every miracle, every success requires the active frontline involvement of men. You must do something that will change your life. Most of us here have no sense of planning at all. No sense of planning. No sense. See, planning. No matter how much money they put in your hand, if you are not a planner, you will waste it. That's why many rich people die poor. They were poor planners. So the question is, are you a planner? I've been hearing Bishop Oedipo talk about planning for a long time, in 96. That's 22 years ago. He says, every month of next year is out. Where I'm going to preach, everything is out. God may correct it at the end of the year. But for me, he had already scheduled this plan. Do you have your own? Look at what they've achieved today. To start Covenant University, how they did a research and accumulated 1,000 years of knowledge before they started Covenant University. See, Covenant University, they are making cars, they are doing all kinds of things, all kinds of things they are producing from there. They are not Americans. Is Nigeria in a strategic environment? You don't have two heads from the people in Nigerian universities. It's just planning. People leave Harvard to come and work in Covenant University. I said, Do you have a plan? This week is starting. What is your plan? Said so when she's, Tell somebody plan. He says, any enterprise is built by wise planning. Think about it. And your own, is it built? No. No plan. You have, you have no idea of the industry you're entering. They say they move. They say sorts, they move. If you, you're they move, on. there's they move. You got no clue. Hallelujah! Any enterprise built by wise planning, becomes strong through common sense. You see that? And profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. Plan detailed planning, detailed planning. Cause say plan as I'm say next year, my business shall grow. It's nonsense. Because in a plan, there are certain things I showed you must be there. Number one, what you want to achieve. That's the first thing. Number two, why you want to achieve it. That is your motivation. Number three, how you want to achieve it. That is your strategy. Number four, with whom do you want to achieve it or do you have the resources to achieve it? See, because you may have a plan if you don't think it through. Peter has calls it thinking on paper. Thinking on paper. John Maxwell says thinking precedes all accomplishments. It precedes accomplishment, precedes achievement, thinking. So when you're planning, you are thinking on paper. And many people don't think. They said 2.5% of the world is creative. 5% of the world are thinking. 15% think they are thinking. Because a man is not planning, he's not thinking. They're 80% are not thinking at all. Now watch this. I want you to see this. They tell you that 3% of the world are planners and goal setters. 3%, right? Then they also say that 3% of the world control the world's wealth. Does that tell you something? 3% of the world, 3% are consistent planners and goal setters. 3%. And 3% of the world controls the world's wealth. Does I not tell you that it is these people that become rich? Toyota had a 100-year plan to become the number one car company in the world. They've reached it. They got to that goal. They beat GM, General Motors in America. I said, do you have a plan? Your plan must have what, why, how, with whom, or the resources you're going to use. Must have where, must have when. See, it must have all these details. When am I going to do it? When? Now that you're hearing about planning, you have to plan when you're going to plan. That on Sunday By this time, I will sit down and plan. Then you are putting yourself in that 3%. I put myself there a long time ago. I was reading to them yesterday, my plans and dreams when I'm 95 years old. I'm 42. That's how many years from now? 53 years from now. I've written it. You don't, some of you, no plan, no, nah, nah, so like B, nah, so like B, they have me poor and I make me poor. You're poor in your mind. Because 80% of the world's richest people are from poor and average homes. And I keep on telling you that if you're poor, you have an 80% chance of becoming successful. Are you out there? So, you must learn to plan. Psalm 90, verse 12 again, please. It says, Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Lord, teach us. See? Most of us don't plan. You are 45. You are not even known in your village. When would they know you? That means when you die, to be as though you never lived. It's a wasted existence because there was no significant impact or contribution to humanity. Because your impact and your contribution to humanity is what makes people remember you. Tell somebody plan. So wish that you're going to cut your hair. Wish that you going to make your hair. No plan. My head on the full, Don't the full. One of these days, I'll go, Baba. That's the way you live your life. One of these days, you, you become a victim of circumstances. They don't amount to much. When will call me? And uh, Apostle, I will uh, bring. I say, when are you bringing it? When? I'm like, This man want too much. Just be just be bothering my life because I want you to think. That's why you call the person. And say, hey, I forgot. Because it was not a plan. I said, Do you plan or you are playing? All these rich people here. Are these rich people? Monkey, they walk, Baboon, they shop. Monkey has no plan. Jesse Penny said, give me a stock clerk with a plan or a dream. And I've shown you a CEO tomorrow. But give me a stock clerk without a plan or a dream. That's a stock clerk. I said, monkey has no plan. Because monkey is walking to eat. He says, give me, you bring two stock legs. This one has a plan. This one. This guy is a rich guy tomorrow. This one. So I give me that. I said, that one is the stock leg. He will walk a stock leg for the next 50 years of his life. I've been here. I have seen many people come in and go in this office. I've been here for 50 years. I was soon retire. He had been a stock clerk because he had no plan. This is why you're where you are today. I hope you still love me. A plan is a clearly written strategy for achieving your goal. A clearly written strategy. Let me take you a few points and we'll end this service. Proverbs 21 verse 15, verse 5. Proverbs 21 5. Proverbs 21 verse 5. Now, give, let me read this first and I'll show you the other one. Why you say planning is thinking on paper. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness. But every one that is hasty only to want. Give me amplified now. Look at this. It says the thoughts of the steadily diligent tend only to plentiousness, and anyone who is impatient and hastens, hasty hastens only to want. Now give it to me in New KJV, because I want you to see that it's planning. The plans of the diligent. The diligent man is a hard worker. Proverbs 2029. See as there a man that is diligent in his business, he will stand before kings and not before mean men. See? So it says the plans of the diligent, walk your plan, plan your work, work your plan. Leads only to plenty. So why are you poor? You are not planning. What's the plan for 2023, 2025, 2028, 2030, 2060? Because most of the businesses you are starting is to end and die with you if you don't have a plan for the next 100 years. Toyota himself, Toyota, has died. It's still here. No plan whatsoever. Many churches die after the pioneer dies. There was no plan for the work to outlive the man. Tell somebody to plan. See, most of you are seeing your problem. You don't value planning. You're always in a hurry. You're always in a hurry. If I can talk to this person to help me, can I can talk to this person? That's why you are still where you are. You think there's a shortcut to success. Someone said the shortcut to success will cut you short. See, rivers are crooked because they look for the path of least resistance. So, if you don't want to be a crooked person, I am showing you the way to go. Settle down and plan. Are you all there? Give it to me in the message translation. Careful planning puts you ahead how... In the long run, hurry and scurry puts you what? Further behind. Before you do that thing, sit down, write it down, think it through, write it down, write it down, write it down. It may look like you're slow. Everybody's going. In the long run, you're in front. Careful plan. Detailed planning. NLT, please. It says, good planning and hard work. That says, we plan your work and what? Work your plan. Lead to prosperity. But the hasty shortcut leads to what? Poverty. Eventually, that's what it gets to. First Chronicles 22 verse 5. It says... And David says, Solomon, and son, is young and tender, and he has to be builded for the Lord, must be exceeding magnificent of fame and glory throughout all countries. Look at David's, this is a dream. I would therefore not make preparation for it, so David prepared abundantly before his death. Give it to me in the message translation. It says, David was thinking, my son Solomon is too young to plan ahead for this. You know why you don't prepare? You're not a planner. This message I'm preaching today, I did not prepare it yesterday. I am downloading other things into me for something else. See, the reason you don't you don't, you just feel that life is luck. Life is who you know. If you know this person, life is... Many of the billionaires in the world today were not from wealthy families. And the ones that were from wealthy families ran away from home to start their business. So that means their fathers did not make them. Their uncles did not make them. Because most of us here, we are not planners. We are victims of circumstances. It says, Solomon, my son, is too young to plan ahead. That's on a plan, plan ahead. We don't plan ahead. Because I was planning ahead. Some of you, the little money you have, you eat in eateries. You have no plan. I was listening to a billionaire, a billionaire. I don't want to call the person's name on the altar because, uh, because of some things the person does now. But a billionaire, and the person was saying this, that every time she eats outside, it's as a form of reward, because eating out is expensive. Huh? I thought you were a billionaire. That every time she eats outside, it's as a reward. That means she's been doing things just, okay, let me go and eat out. But the rich poor people without a sense, they think that eating outside and enjoying is a sign of prosperity, a sign of foolishness. They are not planning ahead. Now school fees come. You cannot pay school fees. Because the Akbada you are wearing is 50000 The shoes you are wearing is 600000 But you cannot pay school fees. Are you not the fool? He says, Solomon, my son, is too young to plan ahead for this. But the sanctuary that is to be built for God has to be the greatest. He had a plan. The talk of all the nations. So I will get the construction materials together. Because he had a plan and it was clear what he wanted to do. What happened? He knew what he needed. The resources. Then he says, that's why David prepared this huge stockpile of building materials before he died. David was dead. He was living through Solomon. He had a plan. Do you have a plan? It's more than speaking in tongues. I told you the other time about the Pentecostal. The Catholic and the Anglican. They wanted to walk on water. And the Catholic, go. The Catholic walked and passed. Anglican, go. He walked and passed. Pentecostal, just spoke it all. And took a step and fell inside the water. He came out again. You see that? And went again, he fell inside the water again. And fell. Then he went to the, Canlican, the Anglican. He said, how come you guys could walk on water? He said, there are places in the water where there are stones. So they had researched the water to know much like this and much like this, your church will continue 100 years, 1,000 years. Pentecostal, no, no. Planning. The Catholic church will continue for ages. Criticize them the way you want. They have strategic planning. One of them, that drinking from the same cup binds people. My family will take communion from the same cup. And since I am doing it, not the different cups, there's a greater love. A Catholic church will drink from the same cup. Come to clean it. Drink. You go stay here. Drink. You go stay here. Drink. You go stay here. We don't plan. We are full of zeal, full of energy. Shaka, <laughs> Eh? George, you got so close. Lack of planning is killing your dreams. First Corinthians twenty-eight, verse nineteen. Look at this. He says, all this, said David, the Lord made me understand in writing by his hand upon me, even all the works of this pattern. Now, we're going to look at three translations. We'll look at NLT, MSG, and our Radio the Living Bible. Okay, start with NLT. Every part of this plan, David told Solomon, was given to me in what? So, it is in your head. It's an idea. It's not a plan yet. In writing from the hand of the Lord. Give it to me, message translation. Here are the blueprints for the whole prayer as God gave me to understand it, David said. A blueprint, it is written down. See, if you don't have a plan, there's no blueprints. What are we going to be working with? Give it to me. Okay, let me read to you the, 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 the living Bible. Every part of this blueprint, David O. Solomon, was given to me in writing from the hand of the Lord. In writing. God is a planner. There's a conference you're going to have sometime when the time comes where we'll bring all the fathers year in, year out. To And they'll be blessing the generations. They will teach. They will lay hands. They will teach. They will lay hands. The, the strategy is there. He has already given it to me. Why are you doing that? If you're thinking, you already know why. Because many of the of fathers are closer to where they are going to. So this is a time you meet Moses as a Joshua and I say, Pam the head. So that your greatest miracle becomes my starting point. See, many of us are not planners we are just zealous, jumping and shout, shouting. Nothing they happen. Let me close with this. Without detailed planning, you cannot prepare thoroughly. Without detailed planning, you cannot prepare thoroughly. Luke 14, 28 to 32 very quickly. And we'll end that. We'll take the next next week. For which of you, intending to build a tower, seated not down first... And counted the cost whether he have sufficient to finish it. That's planning. Next. Less happily after he had laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that be- behold it begin to mock him. Next. Saying this man began to build and was not able to finish it. Next. Or what king goeth to make war against another king? See that not down first and consulted whether he be able to with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000. You see, he knows. Like I come 20,000, I got 10,000. He needs to know. He needs to, you need to access your enemy. You need to access your enemy. Look at it next. 32. Or else, while the order is a get a great way off, is sending an ambassador, an ambassador, and desire conditions of peace. See, there are battles that are not worth fighting. This morning, the Lord was talking to me. He said, "Never you in your life publicly speak against the fathers in this nation." He like said, you will destroy your family. You will destroy your ministry. He started showing me this morning. He like said, you can teach what you want to teach, but never in your life. You t- you will, I was like, it's true. So do you, this one? So do you know why this happened? You see this, this morning. There are some battles that you should not think in your life. Start so talking about those who were speaking against the fathers in this country. So, when you see certain things happen, they have spoken against their fathers, they've removed the ancient landmarks. By your husband.
0: Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise a people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's Word and His Spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the Word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Walefeso, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Birobulu, Yenegua, Biosho State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 3 Three eight two seven zero seven two 7072 or zero zero five one two zero four seven zero eight God bless you.